Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Meg's podcast. This is episode, oh gosh, 14? 14. 14. 14. I am your host, Meg Revis, and you just heard from my co-host from season four, season three, um, my husband, Logan. And we are talking about some really cool stuff today. Really cool know. stuff. Really <laughs> cool stuff. I was uh, trying to I hype like it, it up. I was no, that's uh, a <laughs> you're giving it the uh, give it the old hard sell. I like. I it. I was really trying to hype it up, but um, it's it's not. It's probably not that cool. Well, if you listen to this podcast, you know we never shy away from hard hitting topics. We're, <laughs> we're we're always looking for controversy and looking to <laughs> stir the pot. You want to know what's funny is we're both pretty. Um, there are certain topics that we do have really strong opinions on, but then there's lots of topics where we're just, I think we both do a good job of trying to look at the other person's point of view or the other side of it and kind of seeing what's in the middle. Well, I think there's plenty of people right now that are pretty convinced that everybody on earth needs to know exactly what they think about everything. And, you know, and, and so really what I, I feel like what we're trying to do here is just have like normal people talk about funny, stupid, silly things. And, like you know, sometimes everyday, well, yeah, like but everyday chaotic life. Like yeah. We're not trying to like dig deep into the, into the issues that uh, mean the most to, to whoever that, I don't know. I, again, like, I just feel like, these days you need a chance to kind of unplug and just, I don't know, have a little, have a, maybe a little chuckle or something and just not, <laughs> not bit, feel like a little giggle. Yeah. And not, uh, not feel like you're uh, being assaulted by somebody's opinions one way yeah. or the other. Yeah. You're not really going to get that here. I mean, don't get, again, don't get me wrong. Like we can go. Well, yeah, you, you know. just wait till we get to airplane talk. Uh, then I am, I am going full throttle. Uh, but uh, <laughs> We do. We have some airport talk today. But um, before we get to that, if you are new here, you just heard we kind of have a really super laid back. Um, you know, our topics are just kind of our everyday life or some stories or things like that. Um, so we appreciate you listening. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Meg's podcast. Uh, so make sure you check out those pages. Or if you want to head over to our website, we have a really awesome website. It's the Meg's podcast.com. So um, yeah, we hope you enjoy today's episode. I do have an announcement. Um, and I wish I had had a little bit more coffee. So I would be a little bit more amped up like we would have like a drum roll or something. But I'm not really quite sure yet how I quite feel about the announcement. So yeah, I don't maybe uh, so maybe maybe, announcement, maybe maybe we don't call it an announcement. Maybe we just talk mm-hmm. about what's going on. Okay. We'll just we're then just that- gonna chat about it. It does take the pressure off a little bit because again, I'm kind of just ho hum about some of this. So I mean I know it's a big deal and like even well, my spit it be- out. Spit it out so Okay, well just give me a second. Even my best friend was like I can't believe you haven't called and told me about this yet. And I really didn't talk to a lot of people about it beforehand. So anyways, here's the thing is um, 
I, you know, at the beginning of the season, if you listen to, I think it's episode two or three of season three, um, it's Meg gets a jobby job, I think is what we titled it. And, um, I had, and I did, I got a job in an industry that I had never previously worked in before. And I was really proud of myself. And there were parts of the job that I enjoyed and I learned a whole lot about a lot of different things. Um, but it just wasn't a good fit for me. So at about six months of being there, I, um, I left, (laughs) I guess that's the best way to yeah, I mean, well, I did. I left. They weren't ex- expecting me to leave, so well, I, mean, I don't know. I, I don't was know. hoping you would like moonwalk out of this place, but I, it was. Logan um, was less than impressed with like um, I, this place I, that I it, worked at. It's it, it's it's one of those situations where you know no no company is perfect, and I talk about this. I um I, I manage some people, and I understand that um you know, and I, I have a boss, I have, and he has a boss and, um, you know, and, and when you work for a, a company, I mean, there's things that go on that, you know, maybe aren't the way you would do it or, or whatever. But, um, you know, I, I do think that it's important that when you're going to work somewhere, you, you, you need to, I mean, you need to feel like there's some level of trust or, or something like somebody there has some, of your interest <laughs> at heart. And I mean, the situation you were in was just ridiculous and I've really never seen anything quite like it. And, um, and I mean, I just know like managerially, um, if, if I, any of, if half of what went on at this place went on where I worked, um, and that I was responsible for, I would most likely not have a job and I would certainly have been dragged into HR. Um, uh, for it, but it, it just was absurd, and, and I don't, I don't get and it. Here's the thing, I, and you're right. There were things that that went on that, um, like I couldn't make heads or tails of, and um, I think the communication styles were very different. You know, I feel like at some point, you know, I was saying one thing in response to something that they were saying to me but then they were saying things to me and it's like, we were just talking in circles cause they didn't understand me and I didn't understand them. And so, um, it, well, so I think there was, pretty, frust- so I think there was frustration there, but here's bottom line is this is I wasn't a, probably a good fit for them and they weren't a great fit for me. No, And, that's and fine. instead of just dragging it out, I'm a, actually a really loyal employee. My last employer, I was with them for 10 years. And then before that, I was with them for six years. And so I tend to stay somewhere because I like being loyal and a good employee. But I just, I knew this wasn't going to probably be somewhere that I could stay long term. And instead of just dragging it out for years and years, I just kind of cut this. This thing, was, this thing was this thing was the meme of the dumpster fire floating down the street in a flood. <laughs> I mean this this was this there was were moments. that this there was were that moments. meme like six weeks. I mean literally probably like days in, but like it was it, it in my opinion it was untenable within weeks. And you did. You stuck it out and it was really hard for you uh, because you it it is tough and I, I understand that. Nobody wants to, you know, Here's move on from something that quickly. And and I appreciate your 
your support in all of it. And, um, and look, and even during, you know, some of my questioning, should I stay? Should I, you know, things like that. Logan supported me no matter what. So I do want to say that I appreciate that. Another thing though, that you've taught me to do, and this is years and years ago, is that if there's, um, conflict or something going wrong, instead of immediately pointing a finger and blaming somebody else, you know, there's two parties involved in any kind of conflict. And you said years and years ago to me, you should always look at yourself first and be like, what could I have done better? What was my involvement in this problem? You know, what, what in the future can I change to avoid this kind of situation or problem? So I, I would rather instead of, um, and I just want to be careful because I don't want to, because I do appreciate the opportunity that they gave me and the things that I did learn when I was there and a couple of the friends that I made there. So I just want to be careful to not badmouth them too much. You know, that's not my heart. And really to take your advice and kind of say, okay, what was my part in all of this? I, I get that. And I'm not saying you were perfect, but again, you, it, it you can't, you can't treat new employees this way. I mean, no, it's just flat out. Right. And that's, I mean, right. and that's just. And maybe that's our Southern upbringing too. I think culturally some of it was that I would never have treated a new hire. I mean, it's just flat out, right. You know, correct business practice and, and there, it costs a lot of money to hire an employee. And, you know, you, so it's your job as a manager, um, you know, or a department head to make sure that these people are, are getting what they need to, to, be successful. And so anyways, I, I, anyways. Agree. I, I, I stand by what I said and I, and you did, and I was proud of you. I mean, again, I just saw things from the beginning that were very concerning. And then it eventually, and it didn't take long before it crossed the line. I mean, it was so unprofessional that I just, I, I, I couldn't come back from it. And I'm proud of you for sticking it out as long as you did. And I know it was a tough decision, but it, it, it was the right one. And it was, and I told them that when I, gave my two weeks, I said, listen, this isn't a decision that I like take lightly or, you know, I really struggled to like get to this point because I don't like to put in my two weeks notice and leave somewhere after six months. In fact, I haven't ever done that before. And, um, and so it was something that I struggled with, but I, I agree. Um, I had been so stressed out about everything that I hadn't been for me even to say this, because I'm normally not a great sleeper, but I was literally not sleeping, not even an hour for days upon days, like true insomnia. And um, literally the very next day after I put in my um, two weeks notice, I slept like a baby and haven't had that problem since. So I know stress was really taking its toll like on my actual body. <laughs> well, so. and I, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that can relate to this and that's why it's kind of an important topic. I mean, you know, the, the, it feels like the type of job market and, and I'll be honest, the job market's really strange. And so, um, it, you hear about how, um, you know, that, that, it should be really easy to find employees or, you know, lots of people are looking. I, I know from my experience, it's difficult to find qualified employees. Um, but then it's just interesting. Um, 
you know, just some of what's going on out there. But regardless, I, I would just say, like, you know, I mean, nothing, nobody's perfect. No, no situation is ever perfect. No I mean, company, no, no company's perfect. I know that. I'm, I'm not but, out there looking for a perfect company, but there was definitely um, enough things that were going on with me and with them. Again, I want to take my part and my ownership in it too. That it just wasn't, it just wasn't going to work out. So, so that's the nicest way to say we've, all we've, of it. We're, we're moving on. So we are moving on. So that's the second half of of all of this non-announcement <laughs> is my new jobby job. So I took um, several weeks. It's probably actually even been a month, has it? I think so it's been a month. Close. Yeah. Um, and um, I've got a new jobby job. And um, I'm going to be <laughs> <You're> back. <laughs> I'm back in the insurance world, which I really I didn't think that I think that's why I'm kind of ho-hum about it is I didn't think, you know, after 16, 17 years of doing insurance in Texas that I really wanted to kind of pursue that here in Florida. Um, so no, you didn't kind of think that you. Were, no, I did. You, and you here's were, the thing: I didn't. Per, here's the funny thing: I didn't pursue any insurance companies, not one. I did not submit my resume to one single insurance company. I had it out. I had my resume out on lots of different, you know, platforms, and it was like. All I was getting were was phone calls well, after when, phone calls. When you on, have twenty years of insurance, I know. On your resume, I know. Uh, the the algorithm seems to uh, pick up on things. I know. So my um, new jobby job is in the insurance industry, and with each passing day, I get more excited about it. So well, I think, uh, and I I think you're very excited about the opportunity. I think it was just a, a weird feeling for you after you were so certain. That that um, I was really kind of set on, <laughs> and, and, but I don't. Again, I don't. It it really seems like a good fit for you and your skill set, and you know it's exciting. And you know I just um, thanks. And it it seems like, but it also seems like good people that you know um, they do. I, that was the selling point for me is I really clicked with um, the group of people that um, hired me, and so I'm. It, I'm excited to get to know them and their team better. And so that part I think is what I'm most excited about. Um, well, and the products too. I was looking over the, you know, product details and stuff too. And you know me, I like a good insurance product. So. Well, and I think, uh, I, I just, I think it's important. Um, and I, this is something that I've had people that, um, that I believe that, that I trust and that have kind of been mentors to me over my, my career. And, um, and, and since moving into a position where you're, you're hiring people and, and, um, you know, managing people, it's really about, it, it, it's, I mean, skills are, are very important and, you know, things like that. I mean, you know, the, the person's skills, what they bring to the table, um, you know, that's very important, but really the most important thing is the person and the quality, uh, of person that you're hiring. And, um, and, and that's, that's it. I mean, I, that is the biggest deciding factor for me. And, and, and honestly, I mean, I think that's what, it, when you're looking at, 
a prospective employer, that's kind of the same thing. I mean, you really yeah. need to look at, you know, the, the people that you'll be working with, um, what kind of sense do you get about them? Um, you, you do need to kind of interview them and get that, uh, you know, get, get a sense of that. And, um, really what the, the, the environment is in the workplace and what the culture is like, and is that a good fit for you? And so yeah, I'm excited I for you. I, and, and I just, and I think what part of why I wanted to talk about this was, I just think, and I think it's important for everybody. And I think everybody's kind of been through these types of situations. It, it, it is. That is kind of why I wanted to say it kind of, and you're right. Announcement's not the right word because it truly is a topic like on our show notes. It, I think it is an important topic because I really felt a huge hesitation to leave somewhere where, you know, I feel like our generation, we kind of were brought up like you stick it out. Like you don't quit things, right? Well, we're, we're that in-between generation that, you know, that that was kind of what our parents were looking Kinda, for. Tough, and you so tough you, it out. You <laughs> learn a life lesson. Like you stay with it for like a decade. Well, and there's and value to toughing out through the, you know, through the, some the rough patches in the beginning. But again, it's not just, it's all, there's always rough patches when you start a job because it's hard right? <laughs> so to learn everything. But I mean, again, it's about, it, that's think, why the people and the culture are so important. Right. I think as time went on, just really being able to really being able to discern like the situation that I was in and looking to the future. I didn't really see a long-term future for me there. Like there wasn't, uh, for me, I didn't feel like there was growth potential, which I think you would say the same well, and then it's it's hard to. So. I mean, it's it's hard to have long term potential when you're probably going to die because you can't sleep. And so <laughs> ever so, and you're just like miserable. So I, yeah, there there was not a lot of long term potential there. But so it just I I came to the conclusion after talking to you about it a lot, talking to friends and family about it a lot. I realized you know it's okay like. There, I think it felt I was very embarrassed that I was right. leaving after six months. So for me, that felt very embarrassing. And, but then I realized, okay, you know, I, there's other opportunities out there for me and my quality of life. And if I'm feeling this way, I'm probably not performing my very best for this company anyways. And I, I want to be a good employee. And so... Um, so yeah, there, those are all my thoughts regarding that topic. So if you find yourself in a similar situation, um, you know, I, I would just, you know, weigh all of your options. Like there's, you it's a shouldn't, tough way to live. It's a tough yeah, way to live. You shouldn't. And I feel like you shouldn't be embarrassed if something's just not working out, that's it's, okay. And honestly, that's pride. I mean, we talk about this. I mean, you know, the, you know, being embarrassed about something like that again, I mean, um, I, it's, it's not like you're saying, well, I just didn't, I didn't, I didn't like getting up in the morning. So I was like, screw this. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna work anymore. I mean, again, you, you had a laundry list of reasons. And I mean, honestly, everybody that knew the situation was like, I can't believe you didn't leave sooner. So yeah, <laughs> that I, was but, the consensus. Among, I don't think I talked to a single person that didn't. Well, yeah, maybe no, you should stick this out. I'm sure it'll get well, better. I mean, maybe my parents, they didn't say stick it out. They just more listened. They didn't have a whole lot to say back. They just 
they listen to me talk about it. But um, everybody else that I talked to, yes, the consensus was I can't believe you hadn't, you didn't leave sooner. So, but again, I don't want to say the name of the company because um, there are really good things about it. Um, it just, again, I feel like I'm saying the same thing over and over, but I just want to make sure I communicate. I know we'll move on in a second, but I do. We're talking about your experience there. Right. I just want to make sure I communicate that, you know, there are really great things about it. It just wasn't a good fit for me. So, okay. And they they need to do better. (laughs) So that's our jobby job talk for, uh, episode, uh, 14. Um, did we say 13 in the beginning? No, no. When we introduced this. No, did you, we say you, 14? Uh, you couldn't remember. And so. I for real need some coffee. It's 14. It's you want to know why I need coffee is um, today I only had um, a half a cup this morning and then I've had water. I haven't had any Cokes today. I've just had, I've just done water today. I know you, you do, you do run on caffeine. I, so. I really, really actually do. It has been kind of a crazy week for us as I mean, I feel like what week isn't kind of crazy for us, but, um, it's been, it just was chaotic. Your travel schedule has kind of picked up a little bit. All of a sudden you've had a few, a few trips and you were traveling, uh, this week. So I, I, yeah, the, and and this is one of those moments where traveling, um, especially for business has never really been, I, I would never have described it as fun. I mean, there certainly are times um, you get to experience some cool things um, and, you know, and it's always nice seeing different parts of, of the country, parts of the world, whatever. Um, but, uh, but, but traveling for business has always been kind of a beating because, you know, when you, you've done quite a bit of it, you know, and you just kind of want to get where you need to go, you want to get home um, and, and you'd like to get there on time. Um you know, and, and so it's, that's always been a reality for, and, and I think anybody who travels for business would agree. Um, but recently it's an even bigger beating. Um, so since, uh, uh post pandemic and just with the labor shortages in the airline industries at the airports, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's bad. I mean, we have several friends back in Texas that are, um, well, they do several different things for the airlines and their posts all the time are like, if you, th- it's laughable. If you think your flight is going to leave on time, just be prepared. You're lucky, You're lucky if it does. Yeah. And, and uh, I, so, uh, but what really, I mean, and that's all just the, the, I guess, kind of the, 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 the precursor to talking about the, what that does to people and people. And we've talked about this before. I mean, um, People are crazy and, you know, the general public. Yeah. And you, you get, you get thousands of people together. I mean, it just, you know, increases the chances you're going to see more crazy. And, um, and so airports are a great place for that, especially in large airports. And, um, but I, I've, one of the craziest things is just getting on and off an airplane. Like it is, it, it is really the most, insane process we have, you know, where we, we seat people in first class first, um, and who are at the front of the plane who, you know, then you've, you've got to stop everything. You, you literally stop the line of people getting on the plane. So while they they hand out drinks to the people in first class, um, 
like it would, I feel like it would be better if they just had like a little first class lounge at every gate where they could sit and drink Bloody Marys before they get on the plane um, and let them on last. But regardless, I mean, I realize that's just it's tradition and it's never going to happen. But um, but the carry on bags, it's just absurd. And so there's this really neat thing going on right now uh, with airplanes where they have um, they've it's, made its wheels First, is no, that yeah, what well, it is now? It's not that. Yeah, yeah, that's always been the rule. But uh, what they've done is they've made the overhead compartments a little bit taller, so that standard uh, carry-on bags, like your your roller boards, can sit up on end, like on the skinny side. And yeah. so instead of them laying flat, and it throws taking, people, man. And and so they they tell you at the gate. They have pictures all over the place, and you know, and if you're carrying on. A rollerboard, and you have a backpack or a bag. You're not really supposed to put those up in the, you know, uh, up there too. You're supposed to put those under the seat in front of you, but it never fails. And so, I just it makes you insane. Like I, I almost like I had, I had to pull my hand down as I got on the plane on my my last flight yesterday, as I I start walking on, and every every um, overhead bin I'm looking in has at least one bag laying flat like on its back instead of up on its side. And I wanted to just start grabbing each one and yelling, whose bag is this? And flipping it up on, on end. I, w- and, I wish and- you would have. And then I wish somebody had videoed the crazy guy changing everybody's luggage on the plane. And I, it's just, I, but I, 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 I literally had my hand w- went up just the fir- at the first bag, and then I had visions of myself being dragged off the plane um, by security. And so I didn't do it, but it just and <laughs> and because here's what it leads to: it leads to people um, when when somebody's sitting in the first twelve rows, okay, uh, but is somehow in like the very last group to board, and mm-hmm. they decide um, I. I want to put my bag here and there's no room. And so I've, I, you watch people, I've watched people just pull other people's bags out of the overhead to put theirs up there. And then are kind of like, I don't, you know, I, I don't know, figure like, it I, out. I don't know what, I don't know what's going to happen with this bag. I didn't but think it's not, you could do that. I, well, I mean, I thought if it was if somebody full... called, if somebody calls you out, but it was still open, it hadn't been closed and, and you just see insane things. And I, I and, and then, and that's all. I, this, I feel like that's like somehow like, airport illegal like you can't, i have never pulled somebody else's luggage normal out. people have never done that but i mean there are some people who are just starring in their own movie in life and they don't it doesn't matter they don't care and so they it's just it's really bizarre and you just see this behavior and then and that's just getting on the plane and then watching people get up and start screwing around with everything during the flight um I'll never forget the guy I watched uh, pull this, like, I don't know what. He had, like, a bag full of hardback books or something. It looked like he had, like, an encyclopedia set and a duffel bag. They pull, <laughs> oh, he, was, no. he pulled it out in the middle of the flight one time, started screwing around with it, and it just falls out and lands on this old lady who just starts <gasps> oh, screaming. No. And, and I was like, you, and you just can't make this stuff up. And, you know, and then and that's and then you, you get there. Start then writing you, an airport book. But okay, so then perhaps the most frustrating thing is just trying to get off the stupid plane. Okay, so you finally get there. 
All right. And you're just like, just get me off this thing. You know, they've 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 screwed around and don't have a gate. So you're sitting on the tarmac. It's a thousand degrees in the plane. You're already sick of everybody. You're sitting around, you know, for whatever reason. And you just want to get off. You want to get yeah. off. Maybe you've got a connection. Maybe you've got, I don't know. No, you just, maybe you just want to go home. And it's <laughs> and then everybody starts standing up. And then there's always somebody who did have to put their bag back Um further back from where they're sitting that like tries to like jump the gun and like run back and grab their bag. And like, That's the you worst. Know, it's like running people over. And then, and then the best part is they want to uh, then turn around and go back to where they were as they're like trying to make people move. It's just, it's incredible. And people need to do better. Okay. <laughs> Companies need to do better. People on airplanes need to do better. All right. Have you ever had anybody fall asleep on your shoulder? Yes. Oh, no. Male or female? Uh, it was a dude. Oh, that's even worse. Well, I don't know if that's worse because I have a little jealous streak in me. So if a female had fallen asleep but on your I, shoulder, I might have gotten... All kinds of weird stuff happens on airplanes. and But that's one thing. When you're all crammed in there... Has, I, has anybody spilled anything on you? Oh, yeah. I get now the other, so I um I like to say Oh, do you on, remember our trip here to Florida with that lady that had the vomiting baby? That that was the that's probably the worst experience we've ever had. The it, and so it's it's dicey this time of year uh flying um in the afternoons uh, in South Florida because of the thunderstorms and, and <laughs> I'm not talking about a baby that was like spitting up. It was pro- it was a toddler, and they were projectile vomiting all over the plane, all over us, all over the floor, all over the mom, over and over and over again. And and so, but it was one of these situations where we had pulled away from the gate and were um, taxiing to take off, and then because of the thunderstorms in the area, we had a lightning delay, so we had to sit there for thirty minutes. We were sitting there, and, and it was smelly. Yeah, so the and air conditioner more- doesn't work when you're when you're just sitting there, and so the. Yeah, it was getting because it was like ninety three degrees. It was right next. It was right next to us, <laughs> right across the aisle from us. All and it was all I could do to not. Logan knows if it's not my own kid or me, it's gonna make it's gonna make me throw up. I can't for whatever reason I can handle the girls throwing up a little bit, and then I can handle obviously if I'm throwing up, but. I cannot handle other people or other children throwing up. It makes me throw up. And so every time this kid, I was even looking away, but I could just hear it. And I was like, I mean, Logan was like, pull it together, pull it together. Then the lady starts yelling, the lady starts yelling like, somebody help. And I'm like, what are you? What do you want me to do? Like, I don't. I looked at her and I was like, I'm out. I'm so sorry. I feel for you. I do. And like, you could have anything in my suitcase to clean it up, but I physically cannot help you. So here's the crazy part. I did feel bad. I did. I felt bad for her. But and so here's the crazy part is the the flight attendant like comes back after she starts yelling and just looks at this, this massive puddle like up. i mean everywhere and he's like oh my god and just turns around walks back to the front <laughs> didn't even back. address so, it so he comes back he comes back a minute later and he's got a blanket one of the blankets he just lays the he blanket laid, laid the blanket <laughs> over the, the puddle blanket. and that was it 
And where, that mind was you, literally it. Everybody walked on it. Everybody stepped over. It was so disgusting. And the, the this was within this was like within the first five minutes of the uh, lightning delay. So we've got we got twenty five minutes left before we even have the chance of taking off, and we have a three hour flight after that, and we were just sitting there in this. Oh my, it was awful. But I yeah. So everybody likes to travel, huh? Yeah. Well, good luck with that. <laughs> But hey, just uh, but uh, there's some things you can't fix. And so we'd love to hear some of your stories about crazy experiences on airplanes because it really is nuts. But I, I mean, really, it's my biggest problem. You know, this lady couldn't help it. I mean, it, well, she might have overfed this kid, you know, but I, I, that, I so maybe she is at fault because it was a lot. But sorry, here's another funny uh, airport story that I well, we've got a couple. We should have just done a whole airport episode. And I guess I could save this if you want to do an airport episode, but do you remember when I got so nervous flying? It's like the shortest flight, but flying from Texas to um, New Orleans and um, I took uh, Benadryl and um, oh my gosh, what's it called now? The stuff that you take from Dramamine and then we got a cocktail on the airplane and so then when we landed and got to yeah, you were a to mess. The hotel, got to the hotel. All I remember doing is like completely laying face down on the bed, like yeah, like hort, not even like, like told everybody like yeah, we'll. Uh, I think I we'll, we'll catch legs, up with we'll catch I up think with my Meg legs tomorrow. were hanging off the bed. I missed the whole first night. I slept for hours and hours on that bed, and I woke up and I didn't remember like even falling asleep or what day it was or where, anything where we were. Yeah. I was really uh, nervous. I get I get a little nervous. I, we know. do need to circle back to this, but uh, I think we're going to uh, circle back. We I do have other funny airport stories too, so we'll have a whole airport episode. But that is what kind of kicked off our week was Logan traveling, um, and it never fails. Something or a handful of things always seem to kind of happen or pile on when Logan's traveling. The first thing was is. He couldn't get an Uber to pick him up at our place. And I mean, so he, so I have never, I, I mean, I've had, and I wasn't leaving that early. It was like six in the morning. I mean, it was like 545. So it wasn't like, I wasn't at like, it wasn't four in the morning. Me, so he, know. he said, Hey Meg, I'm going to have to drive my truck to the airport. I'm going to have to go to myself. And I said, okay, that's fine. I was half asleep. I wasn't waking up for another 30 minutes and I just wasn't thinking anyways, off he goes to the airport. Well, I'm getting the girls up. We're getting ready to get people to get people, get the girls to the bus stop, get the, get Haley to school, doing drop-offs, all of that. And I realize my wallet is in Logan's truck. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh. Well, typically I don't take my, I don't like to go park my car at the airport because I'd like to leave you with two vehicles just in case, like in case something goes wrong. Yeah. And so, but it, again, this, that's not how it worked out. And we clearly were not prepared for me <laughs> to be driving off and parking my car at the airport. Well, my wallet and my inhaler, my yeah. good inhaler was in his, <coughs> sorry. Speaking of inhaler. In his, I know. I do need to take a sip of water. I, hold on just a second. Well, and you, this is, and this is nothing new for us. Like she said, I mean, it's always something. I something. Mean, you know. So that is how like the week started off is my wallet is in his truck 
in my inhaler. Luckily, I keep a like small mini wallet. Um, sometimes like if I'm carrying around a smaller purse, which is why I had put the bigger wallet in his truck is because I had a smaller purse. So thank goodness I had a credit card and my license were in this smaller wallet. So I was, you know, mostly okay for the week. It was just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe everything else that's in my wallet is just sitting in his truck. So, um, then, so that happened. And then, um, we got notification also, I don't know if we've talked about this yet on an episode, but, uh, I know everybody knows we rent our condo. Um, but our landlords have our condo up for sale. And here is twofold, a couple of things happening. And I'll circle back to this part in a second. This has made us incredibly clean, neat people that we previously probably weren't, right? Well, and this is just a, yeah, because it, I'll we're circle, not, we, I'll we need, back we, we need motivation and, you know, and <laughs> so but I'll this circle is, this is a different type of motivation. It's kind of strange. <laughs> it is a little bit different. Um, but I got notified that they needed to show the condo and we had gone kind of a long stretch without them doing any showings. So I feel like we like way slacked off and we had not been this like neat, clean, the condo is up for sale type situation. So I'm looking around the place. I get the text. There's a showing tomorrow and I'm looking around the place and I'm like, okay, I have like 15-ish hours. Well, <laughs> and, that, and, and I felt terrible because I saw the text come through about it, you know, it, with, on the, the group thread we're on with the realtor and stuff. And then, and I was like, oh, God, of course. Uh, <laughs> of course, he's out of town and can't help me clean the whole Well, place. and you had a bunch of other stuff going. You were in the well, process of accepting the new job. and So like that getting, was mm. the biggest thing is, of course, it would happen this week because – I accepted the new job and um, there's a bunch of um, licensing and state tests and onboarding exams and stuff because, you know, it's state and insurance is state and federally regulated. So I have to do all of that. And I had literally two hours before I got the text, I had just started all of it. And I was like, and I, I didn't want to say, oh, no, tomorrow doesn't work because really no day this week worked. So I and we want to be good to our landlords. They've been so good to us. And so I was like, yes, we yes, we can do tomorrow. Here's the time frames that might work. And anyways, long story short, I got the place so immaculate. Well, at least immaculate for us. I don't know what people come in and think, but. I thought it looked really great. No, it looked great when I came in. And I know and you you worked really, really hard and um, you know, and it's it speaks a lot of, you know, your I don't know, character, I guess is is a good word, or maybe just pride so, too, you know, because you didn't want to be embarrassed. <laughs> I, I don't know, but it, you did you so worked really hard. Uh, even though it's sad that it's up for sale. It's a weird experience. Like, so we've done, you know, we've sold a few houses in our day yeah. and, you know, and so been through that whole process. Um, but 
it's a it's just a strange this feeling though this when feels you're a little different. I don't yeah, I can't put well, my finger. Well, because it's not we're not it's not like we're selling our house. You know, it's right. like we're like we're waiting to you know it's like the it company weird... like the company you work for is selling and you're waiting to see who your new boss is going to be. Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. It's just weird. It is a weird feeling, but the positive. You know, if if we're trying to look at the positive of things, the positive part of all of this is uh, what I wanted to circle back to is historically we are not the we don't think we keep things cleaned, but we don't necessarily keep things picked up. I think because we're constantly on the go, probably just bad habits too, but we don't keep things like necessarily picked up so no it's always a there's piles of clean laundry in laundry baskets and that I need to fold that I always forget to fold and there is the girl's shoes are everywhere because they just come in and take them off and anyways this has forced us to be a hey there could be a showing tomorrow we have to do a quick pickup. We've got to do this. We need to keep this cleaned. We need to keep this picked up. And the so, first time we let it slide. I know. Over a month. Wah, and, wah. and unfortunately, you, you're you the one that paid the price. And I, but um, yeah, I'm sorry about that. But yeah, it, it is. Um, it turned it, out. I mean, it really did turn out okay, though. I mean, I we still haven't had any feedback yet. I haven't heard any feedback yet from that showing, but I mean, I thought it looked really nice. It hey, smelled did, fan- you, oh, It smelled fantastic. The new candle. The new what candle. What did I have? What did I have? Hey, I had. Hey, it's fall, y'all. So Meg, Meg's got all the stuff out, even though it's uh, you know a billion degrees down here. And it you, smelled pumpkin tastic. Your, your pumpkin <laughs> waffle, I think, was the uh, the new candle that we we have rocking. So it's the cheapest candle I own, and it is so fragrant. It. It literally makes the whole house smell. And I love all of my other candles too. They smell great, but they only it's they it's like they seem like the the it's just a one room candle type situation. Like I can't walk into another room and still smell that candle. Well, this candle that I have that I got, it was like five dollars and it makes the whole house smell amazing. So, and I'm not going to give it away on the episode. You'll have to go to our social media because I'm going to post a picture of it. Y'all are going to be so surprised and so shocked when you see where I got it from. Um, but it, I, I hand to God, it is literally it's one pretty, of my I mean, favorites. It's, it's like, it, it is strong. I mean, because it's sitting up like in the middle of the place and you can smell it everywhere. Um so that's kind of impressive, but it, it you know what it reminds me of it's like uh, when anytime Haley would get a hold of like the uh, uh, aerosol can of, of spray and like just oh my unload, word. unload the entire oh <laughs> you know what happened um, speaking of can of aerosol spray and Haley Bell and actually this goes back to my my, my other job uh, this was before I left is she took it upon herself. She, I had lit a candle, a different candle, and she wanted to double up on the fragrance. She liked it so much, and she knew that I had a can of room spray or bathroom spray, and she thought she could spray it over the candle to kind of add to the aroma. So I'm sitting at my computer desk on a never-ending like Zoom team, Microsoft Teams, that's what it was, a Teams call, and 
out of the corner of my eye, I see like a fireball. Like, like, like the scene in Christmas Vacation when the, uh, the, the, <laughs> the the tree goes up in flames like in the other room. But it's just this brief like, whoom. Anyways, I'm typing a quick message to my team like, hey, give me a few minutes. <laughs> my daughter's like setting fireballs. Like I don't know what's happening, but I need like five minutes. Anyways, it was crazy. That was another little crazy candle. Haley's not allowed. Room spray. Haley's not allowed to use the room spray. She's not allowed to. If we can just get that girl to flush when she's done, like that's enough. (laughs) Like just just leave. We'll take care of the spray. You you. I need you to focus on flushing. (laughs) Girlfriend does forget to flush. (laughs) And nothing makes her older sister more angry. Haley. I can hear them both yelling at each other now. It's almost every day that this happens. So oh, just a little glimpse into our world right there. There you go. Yeah. So that was kind of our crazy week and and the you know, the things that went on. But I did get to finish up the crazy with a little bit of self-care from moi. The nothing makes me feel a little bit better after um a crazy chaotic week than going to get my lashes done. I can't tell you how excited I am that I finally found a lash person. Like this is a thing for me. Yeah. I know. I I know. I know. I know you don't, I know you don't get it. Don't like it, whatever. But it like does something for this is, this might be the most bougie statement that I've ever said getting my lashes done like does something for my soul. <laughs> and I'm I, look at the end of the day, I'm, I'm glad that it, you know, you, I, and that's, that's why I'm just like, okay, whatever. Um, you know, it, it's, <laughs> I, I mean, it's never something I have ever expressed. Like I was into or no, like, no, or he, that, Logan never makes me feel like that. I need to have any of it done. It is literally purely something like I have lots of friends that they go get massages. Like that's what they need, like for stress relief or just to help them feel better. That's not my thing. That's not my jam. I don't like a massage. I don't want to do that. This is my, literally my thing. And it took me years to find the right lash person because people will put all kinds of crazy lashes and yucky stuff on your eyes my then, eyes a then couple it all of, falls out like a couple two days of, later a couple of places that i tried my eyes were like swelled up and swelled shut and i went through some crazy stuff trying to find the right lash person here in south florida but i found her she's awesome uh you can hit me up in the dms if you want her information if you live in south florida i will let you know who that is um but here's what else i got done today so Haley Bell's not a fan. Um, and I think I kind of like it. I don't know. I have to see. But she tinted my eyebrows too. I just am like, whatever. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't I mean, I, I've like I've dealt with your obsession with your eyebrows your and and keeping them like, you know, a very I mean, they're, they're already very hard to see anyways. And, but you were always like having to have them waxed because, you know, you're, I don't know. It was just an obsession of yours, uh, long before we ever got into the eyelashes. But, um, 
So now, now you're doing this. And I mean, I they look good. I just am kind of like, all right, whatever. I mean, whatever, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Stay tuned on the tinting. Like sometimes I've looked in the mirror today and I like it. And then other times, not that I don't like it. It's just, I don't know if I'm like sold, like, yes, I'm going to keep, keep on keeping on doing this. Um, the lashes for sure. A hundred percent. I'm going to keep doing but well, but hey, so the whole thing though is like Haley was kind of freaked out. And oh yeah, but they she were was so like, noticeable. You've, and you've got caterpillars on your. I was like, well, it fades a little bit. This is day one. I have you have to wash it, and it it'll fade a little bit over time. And she was just kept like looking funny at me. So maybe they don't look that good, but I like it. They it, look fine. I just I'm kind of like. Uh, whatever. Like, what yeah, were you it, gonna get a per- what were you gonna get a permanent marker or do it? You're like, yeah. I would have. I, I been. I we got sharpies. We got brown sharpies. <laughs> get a good old brown sharpie out. Buy that pack of like eight hundred colors of sharpies. I, mean, I got it. whatever color you want. I can do it. <laughs> that might be the. That might be a go to. I don't. I don't charge anything. I. I mean, I actually give you money. Like so. Like what? What better deal on earth is there? <laughs> oh gosh! Well, it was nice and relaxing for me to end my week with. Well, we'll call that a win then. Yeah, we'll call it a win. So our our crazy week wrap up and my my beauty, my what what would you self care beauty? I don't know what you would call it. My it's pampering your, day. Your, your therapy. Oh my gosh! It is. It is a good therapy session. That is what it is. You nailed it. Okay, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening to uh, probably a really random episode, but we hope you enjoyed it. We hope you uh, laughed a little bit with us. And really, we just hope that you have an awesome week and we will catch you next week. Okay. Thanks for joining.